Desiccated liver. I just thought maybe something, you know, along the tofu bean sprout. Excuse me. All right, let's go. Let's go in the living room. What do you say we play some strip poker? You want to see me? Just drop trial now. No, no, no. That's no fun that way. Yeah, I think he's got a point. Let's play. All right, great. Let me deal the cards here. Tell you what, let's just play a uh, high card wins, low card strips. It's easier than going through all these hands of poker, okay? Just throw down three cards. The person with the lowest card has to take something off. All right, I'll deal. Let me see here. Whoop. Slide. You got the low card. Yeah, I guess I do. Okay. No, Slide. No, you don't take that out now. You don't understand that you take off a shoe. Yeah, but this is what you want to see, isn't it? Look at it. Look at it. Heft it. Yeah, look at this bad thing, huh? Oh, look at his size. Look at his size of this. Sly, you don't understand how these... You see, it's the anticipation. You don't just go to the main thing. Like, you're supposed to take off... Like, if you lose once, you take off a shoe. If you lose again, you take off a sock. It takes a while. Well, have a while. Come on, get on it. Let's just play the game. Put that away. Put that away. Okay. Here we go. Ah, Clinton. Let me see. I got a seven. Sly's got a jack. Clinton, you got a four. No problem, punk. Clinton, put... You're supposed to take off a shoe or something or your shirt, but don't just... I want this now, punk. Oh, you... I can't, you guys are no... All right, that's it, that's it. Let me pick up all the cards. I've had it. Let me just bend over and pick them all up. Uh, we might as well just go ahead and play Parcheesi. Where's that fly? Take it out. Ooh, where's that fly? Which one Will you stop for crying out loud? A countdown has begun. <laughs> Yeah, explain to me how a road map works, Joaquin. Huh? <laughs> That's right, just get back on the bus. Yeah, yeah no gloating aloud, Joaquin, Joaquin, please. It's three minutes before nine o'clock, the grease man here. What are we going to do? Oh, I tell you what we can do. We haven't done it yet this morning. Uh, how about a lawman? You ready for a little boozle? Blah, 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 blah. All right, stand by. One second, and we will sling lead. On Route 50 in Fairfax. The Grease Man here. It's DC 101. Jesus, 9 o'clock at WWDC FM Washington. And it's just the right time for brutality. Time to wonder what it must be like to strap on a gun and pin on a bag and become all It's Memorial Day. All your neighbors are sleeping. But you got to go out and deal with maggots. So you get hot 
as you get inside your squad car. And you rev the engine. Wake up the stinking neighbors. Yeah. And then you take off at high speed. Splattering gravel and run down all their mailboxes. Yeah. You send those ladies home journals flying there as you fishtail back on the highway. Cutting donuts in their lawn. Patrol, and you are ready for action. Well, sure enough, you're sitting there by the side of the road, eating your sixth Bavarian cream donut, thinking about calling in to take that massive gas at a gas station nearby. When suddenly a car wheels by you at high speed, damn! As you throw your donut and coffee out the window, you just can't find any peace. So you pull a little lady over. Pull up right behind her. You keep your light working as you slowly step out of that squad car. You always like to walk up to the window real slow. Give them time to ingest what they've done there. Let them look in the rear view as your looming figure gets closer and closer. You get up there and there's a woman crying, Officer, officer, please, I just cannot have another ticket. If I get another ticket, I'll be so involved with my husband and I'll, I'll get my insurance key. You say, all right, lady, maybe we can talk about this. Because she looks pretty nice. Say, come on back there to the squad car. Well, she gets in the front seat with you. And, uh, you say, all right, little darling, uh, you want to get out of this ticket, you're going to have to deal with this. She looks at first horrified. Uh, she says, oh, my God. You say, well, I can always write you for excessive speed. Uh, she says, well, she said, that's it. Just don't be afraid. Give it a squeeze. That's, oh, sh that's it. Again. That's it. Again. Again. Oh, that's it. Again. Again. Yeah, there you are. All right, open the glove compartment. Oh! Remember that, darling, and uh, don't make me come around here again. Hallelujah, oh, hallelujah. Oh, that was nice. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. Oh, no, I left my citation book in the glove compartment. Well, at least I know my charges will stick. He's probably saying, hey, baby. Oh, I can't do that with my neck hurting. Oh, God. Oh, Nelly. Oh, Nelly. That hurts. I don't know. I got a stiff neck for some reason. I, I, I don't know what it is. I work out. I work hard. That's right. I work hard for a boss jock. I mean, most boss jocks just sit there. I mean, I'm duck walking half the time. Watch me work now. Watch me work. Yeah. Let me take the mic off the stand here so I can work out. I don't know what it is that makes me love you so. You got my teeth and you were raised in Baltimore. But you got that sweet thing that's just so nice. So if you don't mind, baby, I will cut a slice. No matter what you do, I only want to speck on you. I don't care if you got scabs and runny sores. I only know I want to get inside your drawers. I'm sure what I'd find there would be delish. But it still reminds me of a food dish. No matter what you do. Speckle you. You had red ski pants stretched around your thighs. I knew that you'd be mine once I got rid of the flies. Now, baby, you'll bring the sun and all the birds will sing. If only I could knock the bottom out of that thigh. Just give me a glimpse of that pendulous butt and watch the magic of that bad boy go ten hot. It's crazy, but it's true. Watch it! Yeah! I'm done walking! Look at that! I'm 
swinging the mic stand from side to side. Whoa! Whoa! Over the head now! Over the head! Now big split center stage! You had red ski pants stretched around your thighs. I knew that you'd be mine once I got rid of the flies. Now listen, honey. Work out now. Let me tell you something. I'll do your shopping, baby, and I'll sort your wash. If only you'd be kind enough to nosh the squash. So please, beefy mama, come over here. I've already tied a two-by-four to my rear. No matter what you do, I only want his back on you. I only want to speckle you. I said speckle you, baby. I want to speckle you. Oh, be a beefy mom. Yes, yeah, you go. I said I didn't do nothing for you, baby. Speckle you, baby. When you borrow the hard way, babe, you know, you wanted to hear something before you drive. Babe, buddy, you think you got sores? Where do you hear mine? Oh, unbelievable. Stand by. There is more action in store. The commander doing that shrieking there, playing those three from your favorite artists right in a row. It's a big day today. We're having a good, even though we're working, it's kind of a holiday. I'm kicked back. I'm, Got my feet up, camel dangling nonchalantly, so I feel good. Rain in the forecast, supposed to rain for the next several days, temps in the 70s, right now it's 66. Nelly, it is 13 minutes before 10 o'clock, 13 before 10, the grease man here, yay! I went down to try out for the skins, I did that, it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, let's do that one now, let's do that one, maybe we'll do a Rico later, but let's do the, that skins thing. I should let you know, because I wouldn't normally talk about it, because it was a little bit of a humiliating time for me. A little bit of a humiliating time for me. Uh, I, uh, you know, but uh, I was talking to Babe uh, Laufenberg, you know, and he's, uh, he's hating life. He's hating life, you know. Cut him that first year. Cut him again. I mean, it's like, oh, Nelly. And uh, he was kind of whimpering. I said, Babe, don't feel bad. I mean, you know that day when anybody can show up and try out? I figured, well, what the hell? I'm bold. I'm proud. I'm bulky. I can throw that football. Let me try out for quarterbacks. So they set up a game so all of us free agents could see how well we're doing. And I... Coach Gibbs put me in his quarterback. Story. So I ran out there for the first huddle. And I said to the wide receiver, I said, I want you to run straight down the middle of the field, button hook, and hang a quick left. I'll hit you as you're going across. He said, Jack, that's an oh. I said, I know it's an old one, but it's reliable. You get on the center of the field, button hook, hook left, I'll hit you as you're coming across. He said, I ain't doing that. Let me go long. I said, you're going to butt hook. He said, I'm going to go long. I said, you're going the ref threw a flag. He ran out there to announce the penalty. Fudge packing the intended receiver. 15 yards. Well, the crowd went berserk and Coach Gibbs was glaring at Sorry, Coach. Sorry. I said, all right, let's line him up here. Let's see if we can't get some action on his team. All right, set. Red, 24, blue, 25. All of a sudden, another flag flies up in the air. I'm thinking, what the heck? Clock stops. Uh, Coach Gibbs is glaring. Uh, ref announces the penalty. Squeezing the center's doodads. Uh, 
15 yards. <laughs> I'm thinking, my God, this. Coach Gibbs is yelling, the veins in his neck say, hey, Grace, uh, the goal is the other way. The other way. Crying out loud. I said, sorry, Coach. Yeah. I said, I tell you what we're going to do. Just a, a quick snap hand up to the fullback. Just run straight ahead. Give me some yards. Give me some yards. Uh, so sure enough, I'm 24. They snapped me the ball. I stood there to hand it to the fullback. I didn't know what happened to him. He was nowhere to be seen. I'm thinking, my God. Now I got this 330-pound lineman about ready to make mincemeat out of me. So I, didn't to do. I said, get away from me. Get away from me. He grabbed his eyes and dropped to the ground. Well, you know, the flags were flying. And speckling 50 yards. Coach Kids, I mean, the people are holding him back. I mean, he's ready to take my head off. He said, you ain't a football player. You're nothing. You're pooping. I said, I'm poop? I'm poop, am I? This is poop. You want to see poop? And I dropped cow. And I laid a steamer right there on the 50-yard line. <laughs> sure enough, the flags flew. Taking a dump on the field. 15-yard. I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, finally, the coach, he actually, I took off his headset. He came running out. He grabbed me. He dragged me to the sideline. He said, are you out of your mind? Have you totally lost it altogether? My God. What? I said, easy, coach, easy. He said, you are a miserable accuser of a human being. You're not a football player. You're not anything. You're an animal. I don't want to see you on my field. I don't want to see you in my clubhouse. I don't want to see you in my locker room. I don't want to see you in my life. Get out of here. Well, what can I say after a tirade like that? I pulled up my pants and left. Okay. All right, there we go. It's kind of exciting when you think about it. Usually we check on one baby. Maybe we check on twins. But now we're checking upon thousands, upon thousands, upon billions. Hello in there. Can anybody hear me? Yes, I can hear you. So can I. It's so crowded in here. I get it. Stop pushing me. We go through a living hell in here. We're kind of sad. We lost some of our best friends. Take an IUD and tie it in knots. My gun! I can punch my way through a diaphragm, kick my way through like John Madden in a beer commercial. My god, you sound like you sound like Megaspermatozoa! I am Megaspermatozoa! And if anybody gets the egg, it's gonna be me! And he better not try any enjoying Rosie because the time will come. If he tries to enjoy Rosie, I'm going to put my feet out to the sides of the wall. It won't be pretty. I'm an inch and a half long. It'll be 
worse than passing a kidney stone. Halloween always gives me spilkus. You know from spilkus? I don't know. I guess maybe it was last Halloween that set me off. I, I was just anticipating a quiet night. My honey had little odds and ends to do. I'm sitting there in the Grease Palace. Uh, she told me she was going to go out and bring me a puppy. You know, and I was all excited because I love puppies. And I'm sitting there uh, waiting, waiting. I, I hear the knock on the door. I open the door, and it ain't my honey holding a puppy. It's Damien! Damien, please. Uh, uh, I don't think we, we need to have any interaction tonight. Well, you do you? Well, if you want an animal, I'll give you an animal. And then right before my eyes, as I watched him, uh, he started mesmerizing himself uh, into horrible animals. Uh, oh, my God! Uh, my God, he's a hawk! He's a hawk! He's going for my eyes! No! <laughs> and then I watched him. Uh, an elephant! <laughs> New carpet, David. No. Oh, Jesus! But all the while, he laughed. He laughed. He said, ah. <laughs> "He wants a puppy, and he ends up with Ella." No! My God, David! No! Get the elephant out of my house, please! I don't want an elephant in my house. Uh, no hawks either. No elephants and no hawks. Okay? And as I watched, oh my God! Oh my God! No tigers or lions either. No, please, no! Please, David, no! Nice kitty, nice. Uh, yeah, nice kitty. Uh, all right, easy, 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 yeah. I don't mean any harm. Uh, right, uh, chow, chow, chow. Uh, there you go. Oh, no, now he's turned himself into natives. Oh, my God! Damien, Damien, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't turn yourself into a cockroach. You know what I hate most? Uh, and please, uh, you've terrified me, so I'll confess this. More than lions and tigers and elephants and charging natives. Uh, I hate cockroaches. Please don't turn yourself into a cockroach. Yeah, please. Uh. And right before my eyes, uh, he turned himself into a cockroach. At which point, I just stepped on him and went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> It's the Grease Man, DC 101. <laughs> Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Booby Prize. Its five-year mission, to sell T-shirts, toy phasers, plastic communicators, and anything else we can think of. To seek out new life in old plots and complications. To boldly go where everyone has gone before. Star Trek. Captain's Log, Stardate 6935.2. We are in orbit around the planet Schwartz. Engineering the 
Captain Jerk. Engineering the Captain Jerk. Jerk here, what is it, Snotty? Captain, the warp drive engines are generating excess antimatter. The pods are overloading now. If it continues at this rate, how can it be responsible for the safety of the ship? I want answers, mister. Well, I tried shoving a wiener in the warp drive, but it didn't do a bit of good. By the by, would you have a wee bit of mustard up on the bridge? Mr. Schlock? No mustard, Captain. Analysis, Schlock? It would appear that Lieutenant Snot is about to eat Wiener without mustard. As always, your logic is impeccable, Mr. Schlock. Dr. McGoy? I'm a doctor, not a scriptwriter! Sensors, Mr. Schlock? Computer data coming in now. It's exactly what we need, Jim. A colossal negative space turkey of infinite power coming right at us at warp factor 11. Commence evasive action, Mr. Lulu? Yes, Captain Jack. Evasive actions ineffective, Captain. The turkey is turning with us and closing rapidly. Estimated time of impact? Approximately 16.24 seconds, Captain. Uh, then again, I could be a little off. Readings, Mr. Schlock. Off the scale, Captain. I have not encountered this phenomenon before. Damage report, Lieutenant Minora. Only I'd say we take it a shellac and help you. Bridge to engineering. It's not here, Captain. What's not there, Snotty? I said snot here, Captain. Snotty, give me full power. Get us out of here fast. Oh, I cannot do it. The toilets are bumped up into the warp drive mechanism. It'll take time to make repairs. Hmm, fascinating. What, Mr. Schlock? Uh, the program's almost over, and you haven't yet found an alien to fall in love with. Recommendation? I'd suggest we beam down to the planet's surface and hang out, Captain. Logical, Mr. Schlock. Perfectly logical. Mr. Lulu, you've got the con. Thank you, Captain Jack. Into the elevator, Mr. Schlock. Elevator, transporter room. I'm fine. How are you? Elevator, I said transporter room. I'm fine. How are you? No, forget I'm it. Fine. Elevator to engineering. Beam us down from here. Snotty. Aye, aye, Captain. You're locked on coordinates now. Energize, Mr. Snot. Remarkable. What do you make of it, Mr. Schlock? There is no record of any such civilization as this on the planet Schwartz, Capitan. Look, Schlock, here comes a car, and feast your Vulcan squinties on that driver. Far out, Captain Jerk. Mm, looks like the Starfleet's in. Want a lift, sailor? As a matter of fact, I do. Well, I'll say goodbye here, Schlock. Now you'll have what you've always wanted, command of the booby prize. And you'll have what you always wanted, Jimbo. And what is that, Mr. Schlock? A bleach blonde in red convertible on planet Schwartz. <laughs> right on, Schlock. Say bye-bye to Starfleet Command for me, and I'll see you on Hollywood Squares. Bye-bye, Jim. Say, Space Fox, what's your sign? Oh, danger. I thought he'd never leave. Schlock to booby prize. Snot here, Mr. Schlock. What's not there, Lieutenant Snot? I said snot here, Mr. Schlock. That's Captain Schlock. I? And make it one to beam up. The bridge. Uh, all the Star Trek fans, you know where they work out. Where? The, the, he's dead, Jim. Oh, yeah. It, Thank you very much. And now, ladies and gentlemen, every Star Trek episode ever played. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to seek out new life, to build big radios, to boldly go where no sponsor has gone before. Oh.
Only dogs can hear that note, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Captain's log, stardate, 3624.6. Carry the four. <laughs> we are proceeding along neutral territory, looking at Romulan's airspace, looking for Nazis, rock monsters, <laughs> doomsday machines, any darn problem we can get into. I assembled every important person that ever appeared in Star Trek. Captain, Jim, Bone, Spock, damn it! <laughs> Jim, Bones, Bones, Spock, Captain, Jim, damn it, Spock, Bones, Captain, Jim, Bones, where I leave that? Chekhov, Captain, Chekhov, didn't you write some plays in the mid 1800s? I got it. We're approaching a planet. It's green, it's round, it's got lumps on it. We've got to go down and investigate. Spock! Jim! Bones! Jim! We've got to beam down. It's a very dangerous enterprise. There could be mystery, murder, death, unknowns, great unknowns. We don't know what's going to happen. It is extremely dangerous. So naturally, I will take with me every single important person. <laughs> we all have to go down together, stay as a group, one big target. <laughs> and Yeoman Smith. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who's going to die. <laughs> Beating down. <laughs> Captain. Jim. Hmm. See that green glowing glob over there? Yeoman Smith, check it out. <laughs> We're gonna turn our backs and talk for a minute. Jim, Captain Spock, Bones. He's dead, Jim. Good. <laughs> Beating up to the planet. We lost Yeoman Smith. Oh well. We have 434 other Yeomans to go. <laughs> The Star Trek shows ever made rolled into one. The comedy bit by Jim Samuels from Star Trek Comedy, the unofficial album. Stop. 
I said, Daddy, I said, Mama, fill this bucket full of water. Sure enough, I filled a bucket full of water. I threw it in his face. Nothing. I got the dog. I said, come here, boy. Come here, boy. The dog come here. I said, lick his feet. You know that nasty old rough dog. So he started licking it. I'm going to watch it. Lick his face. Lick his face. The dog licking his face. Wake him up, boy. Wake him up. Put your paws on his chest. The dog is there with his paws on daddy's chest. Licking away at his face. Nothing. Hell, I got downwind up and broke wind. Nothing. I said, Daddy, come on now. Daddy, you make me mad. I had his head snapping back against the headboard. I came and I said, Mom, grab me a Slim Jim. And I skinned back the wrapper on a Slim Jim and I ran it under his nose. And Daddy... And he tried to bite it in his sleep. I said, come on, Dad, I got more Slim Jim. We'll make you a nice breakfast of Slim Jim. But he was just lying there. I said, Mom, I don't know what. She said, we're going to lose the house. you got to get him up, boy. I figured I'd try to turn him on a little bit, you know, so I got down and I whispered in his ear. Hey, we're getting somewhere, Mama. But no, he was still just having a nice dream. Some stump breaking it. Finally, I got it. I said, Estelle! She was in upstairs. I said, Estelle, come on down here. She come waddling into the room. She was all dressed for work in her ski pants. She worked at a gas station taking money from people. You know, sit on the other side of the glass on that big butt every day. I said, Estelle, do me a favor, run around the block three times. She said, but I, I said, just run around the block. Come on. Kicked in the butt. She went running around looking out the window. Boom, she runs around once. Boom, she comes around a second time. She got a good lather. Boom, she comes sweating around a third time. I said, come in the bedroom here, Estelle, and do me about 50 squat thrusts. She said, well, I don't know. I said, do them now. Come on, squat throw. Whoa. Come on. And a one and a two and a down and stretching back and a one and a two. 50 of them, Estelle. Come on now. And that'll do me some sit-up. I said, some crunches. Uh, finally, she finished. Uh, I said, all right, now skin off them pants. Now. She said, but I, it's your father. I said, skin them off now, Estelle. Come on now. Uh, she skinned them off. I grabbed those pants and I, I put them over my head and heaved my guts in daddy's face <laughs> it worked I mean, it was like, ever since jerry mixed it up this morning uh, uh, you want to do a little clinton before i leave i don't know maybe i'll do a little bit of that we'll see a little booted out booted out definitely in the uh, menu for this morning the uh, brutality du jour yeah it includes a little uh, booted out uh, four three two one one one's my number uh, hello what's going on here i got a friend who's uh, having some girl problems yeah what's his problem he's uh Dating this girl, and she's a she's about five years younger than he is, and she's Latin, and she is very uh, reluctant to uh, let him enjoy. All right, uh, tell me, give me the facts here. How old is the guy? He's twenty-five. And the girl's twenty. Well, actually, no, she's about nineteen. She's and, really young. And so, she what you're eight. saying is she won't let him do it? A hop up, hop up, huh? No. So, what do you want me to do about it? I want you to give him a call and see if you can give him some advice. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, Latin girl, where's she from? She's from Peru. All right. What's the guy's number? Is he there? Uh, yeah, he should be there. What's the number? Number Uh-huh. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. All right. What's his name? Tom. What's your name? Amy. What's the girl's name? Uh, Anna Marie. Anna Marie. Yeah. All right, buddy. See you later. All right. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, but I'll dial that number and see if I can find a solution. 
16 before 9. Here, DC 101. Agrees in charge of the fun of the reality. Wake up, wake up! You sleepyhead, get up, get up, get out of bed. Well, I know you're sleeping because you sure ain't hobbling, that's for sure. It's the Grease Man, DC 101. It sounds like one of those machines like I got, so it should keep going as long as I keep talking. Good. Okay. Well, uh, you're having problems with this Latin thing. Next time you're with it, just look it right in the eye and say, Coño, mamacita, mi negrita, que pasa? Dame la ahorita. You know, you've got to be forceful. Just you know, play the tape back and you can practice that over and over again. Baja los pantalones. Baja los pantalones ahorita. Yeah, just practice that. You know, just, just walk through the door, kick it open and say, Baja los pantalones. And uh, I think she shall swoon and fall into your arms. And if that doesn't work, uh, you can try the old Peruvian love chant, which is definitely... I mean, you know, if she doesn't respond to Baja Las Pantalones, uh, just look her right in the eye and say to her as sensually as possible... And in no time at all, uh, you should be bottom-knocking. Okay? Thank you so much for your kind attention. Then have a nice day out of the sack, Mac, and face your fun fest. It's DC 101, 14 before 9 o'clock with the commander. I got them on today, and I feel nice. Sugar and spice now. So nice, so nice. But this actually is a day for work boots. Today is the day when workmen are going to be glad they got their Desperado's boots on. When it gets gloppy, when it gets nasty, when it gets down and muddy. Construction boots. They got them at Desperado's right now. It's probably the best investment you're going to make uh, next to your hard hat. You need good boots if you're going to be working outside, especially with the weather getting cold. Uh, Talk to the people at Desperados. What do you need? Regular toe, working toe, steel toe, carpenter's boots, plumber's boots, construction boots, hiking boots, hunting boots, you name it. They got them and they're all American-made, buddy. American-made quality. American. You can feel proud to wear these bad boys. Uh, any kind of boot. And they'll work with you, Desperados. They, they, I mean, they respect the working man. To get into Desperados, they intend to be king of the work boots, just like they're already king of the dress boots. The selection is unbelievable. So uh, don't go to some place and buy uh, work boots that sells every million things, screwdrivers and everything else under the sun. Go to the pros that specialize. Go to Desperados uh, in Rockville, Manassas, Springfield, Fairfax, and Annapolis. Uh, before you buy a pair of boots, you better take a look at them. And if they don't say made in America on there, hock a big old nasty lunger inside and throw it in the sales clerk's face. It's Desperados! 12 minutes after 8 o'clock, the Greek man rocking at DC 101. It's a tad bogus today. We're talking rain, temperatures in the 40s. Tomorrow we should be in the low 60s, and there is uh, a potential for cloudiness. Right now, let's see here. Still 44 degrees. Oy vey, oy vey, oy vey, oy vey. Now this 
is deep. Hey, compare, ci vuoi suonare? Chi si suona un friscaletto? E come si suona un friscaletto? Un friscaletto e tipiti tipiti ta. Hey, compare, ci vuoi suonare? Chi si suona un saxofono? E come si suona un saxofono? Tu 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 un saxofono. It's Some stinky feet, I come as a sauna. Some stinky feet, pew pew, the stinky feet, the cooler lap, and two to two to saxophone. Over his collected tippity tippity dab. Hey, Gumbare, she was sonare. He comes as a sauna. I'll break your window. I come as a sauna. I'll break your window. I'll break your window. is going to happen in 17 minutes. You can bet they're not going to find you, Joe Fung. What's your last name? Uh, Brower. They're not going to find Mr. Brower. Uh, hurry, quick, find Brower. Get him in the elevator. <laughs> they're not going to do How much you want to bet you get vaporized right where you're sitting now? Um, I wouldn't bet too much on it. That's probably you'll, you'll come pounding down the hallway. Hold the door. Hold the door. I just take the stairway. The stairway. You can't get it. Uh, you see, Brower, that's your problem, man. Uh, you think there's a stairway into this underground chamber that's surrounded with, what, 30 feet of raw steel? No, Brower. No, you're SOL. You know what that is, Brower? 
I mean, you'd be pounding on the door. And we said, hey, here comes Brower. Should we let him in? Nah, hit door closed. Home. I mean, it's just the generals. Just the top brass getting in that elevator, Brower. People like you, you'll be left to vaporize. And if not, that's to deal with radiation contamination. The Browers of the world. Flotsam! But necessary flotsam by which we run the government. Okay, you see, uh, probably, Brower, you'll be luckier. Because the ones that make it into the elevator, the ones that survive, they'll be the real losers. Can you imagine? In that elevator. When the doors close, you get the last look at the world as we've known it. You come out in the war room. There's a big chart there. I can just see myself surrounded by the generals. As they all stand in front of the, that big electronic billboard. You can see the little blips as they get closer. Every now and then, poof. There goes Cleveland. There goes Indianapolis. Sayonara, Sheboygan. That's what I think I would flip out. When they raise that underground camera to take a 360-degree turn around. And I saw the destruction, the destruction, the mutants. We probably see some guy in colored clothing, bald head, with a wild look in his eye, teeth falling out, lesions all over his skin. He probably stopped looking at the camera and say, Habadu Gaga, Habadu Gaga, Habadu Gaga, Habadu Gaga. I say, look at that poor wretch. As the general turned around and looked at me, don't you see? The people we left out there, they're the lucky ones. The ones that can vaporize doing what they normally did. The man who was loving his wife, poof! They never knew what hit him. The kids that play hopscotch, poof! The mugger running down the street with his pocket, poof! Commuters on their way to their stinking, monotonous life, poof! They're the real winners because they never knew what hit him. Look at us! This is unnatural! We're gonna live down here! 30 years, just us guys together! I don't care. Well, you wouldn't care! I mean, the rest of us! I mean, who's a general now? General, who do you got to command now? General, sir! You call this a life? 